Welcome to Sunday on Monday, the best podcast about the serious business of cannabis banking. Brought to you by Safe Harbor Financial. Six plus years of unparalleled banking experience with proven expertise. Over $8 billion in cannabis-related funds managed and processed since 2015. You can listen any day of the week, but now it's Sunday on Monday. Well, if you didn't hear episode one last month, I've got the link embedded right there in the episode description. And one of the things that jumped out at me from episode one is that all of this is brand new in 2015. There's no conference to attend. There's no webinar to watch on how to do cannabis banking. Sunday and her team were true pioneers in cannabis banking. And it got me thinking when she talked about the great team that she's assembled, I said, let's go back and talk about someone that's been with you from the very beginning. What kind of qualities were you looking for in those kinds of people? Because we're going to meet one of those people today, Kim Carter Oliver. And so I asked Sunday, what kind of personality, what kind of characteristics were you looking for when you started making those kinds of staffing decisions? So people always ask me, what type of person should you put in charge or help lead this type of project? And that really comes down to why I probably selected and asked him to assist me. You know, the first trait I would say that's really important is somebody with a curious nature, somebody willing to try and fail and not get discouraged and know that they've got to dig to understand and understand more than, than is available on the market. The second thing I would say is compliance aware. This was 2015 when we started and we were very much afraid of being prosecuted or doing something wrong and so compliance was at the top of our mind and Kim had a great understanding of what was necessary in terms of compliance and getting this job done. The third trait I would say is a little bit of fearlessness. A little bit of fearlessness. We had to go where no one else was going or where not many people were going. And Kim had that nature where she was curious enough, so she was willing to go a little further than maybe her comfort zone and be a little fearless about it because she knew we would be able to do this if we really wrote thorough policies and procedures and stuck with the plan. The one thing that really got us through is her trust. She trusted the other team members, and there were three of us, and she trusted each of us to get our job done thoroughly and to have the same attributes that I'm now saying are necessary to get that job done. The last thing, and this was a tough one because it's about sustaining performance and not being afraid to work and work hard. 40 hours a week isn't going to get this job done, and we put many at 12 and 13 hours in a day to get this job done. So the perseverance to see a program through to its end and and to manage an emerging market and learn it is, is really important. So that really boiled down to the attributes that Kim had that I took in in, in my mind in terms of choosing my teammates. Well, as you heard me say earlier, Kim's been there from the beginning, so I wanted to ask Kim, bring her in now, what were you thinking when Sunday comes to you and says, hey, will you help me out on this cannabis and marijuana banking, and oh, by the way, and we might get prosecuted for it. The first thing I said to her was, what? Trust is very important when you're going to do something like bank 
a federally illegal substance. You heard Kim use that word trust. Well, before 2015, Sunday had already done something to earn that trust. Let me tell you a little story. Sunday was on vacation in China, and she felt an urge to call me. We didn't know where that came from. And at that point, I had just been robbed and had a baked takeover and held at gunpoint. She called before the police and FBI got there on site. The person that had robbed me also took my purse and my car keys. And in my purse was my driver's license, my credit cards, and totally all my cash. The robber knew my address and everything, knew where I lived, had my keys to the doors, garage door opener. But Cindy from China got her team from Partner Colorado together, her executives, to help me get everything taken care of and replaced so I had faith, feeling in my heart. I had so much trust in her and her team at that time. I also knew that if anyone could get this job done, banking, cannabis, it would be Sunday. So honestly, I was really excited. The project sounded interesting and a challenge. As I have worked in the credit union industry for 40 plus years, and it's usually the same thing every day. My feelings were that the credit unions were started in the United States in the 1930s to help serve the underbanked or the unbanked. And in my whole part, who was more underbanked or unbanked in the cannabis industry. And that's so true. You heard in the first episode, you had people that were running legitimate businesses running around with thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in plastic bags and in their cars. Very, very unsafe and entirely unbanked. Well, six years later, I wanted to ask Kim, what are some of your favorite moments from this six-year journey? One of my most favorite moments, hands down, was the gala. At the end of the first year, Partner Colorado Credit Union held a gala for all of our cannabis clients and our state and federal regulators and the Safe Harbor staff. It was downtown at the renowned Brown Palace in Denver. One of our clients had been an active Marine in the Marine Corps. The Marines hold a special place in my heart as my son at that time had had two deployments to Iraq. The Marines that night presented the colors and one of our executive's daughters sang the national anthem, and it was amazing. We had a gala to recognize our appreciation for our clients for helping us with regulation and the understanding of their industry. The education was wonderful, as we didn't know what we didn't know. It was funny, as I had one client come up to me and thanked us and said, our bank throws us a party, and the other banks don't let us get past the front desk. Another one of my several moments was Sunday and myself decided to step out and go to the cannabis function that was being held by one of our clients at Christmas time. We worked 14, 15 hours a day. The party was located in not so good part of Denver, and as we walked in, we were greeted with open arms. From the time we entered, we didn't move. Food and drinks were going to be out of the question. Surprisingly enough, though, Food and drinks were brought to us as we were standing there talking about banking and how to get the next bank account. On our way home, we thought, wow, we felt like the prettiest girls at the dance. 
Sunday told me that she wasn't surprised that some of the original team members said yes. What really surprised her was that as things became more challenging and more difficult, they stayed with it. I was more surprised, I have to say, with how you and Amanda stuck with me through those first couple years. It was such hard work, and you persevered, and you stuck with it. And, and, you know, it really takes a lot of stamina and a lot of curiosity and a lot of, as I said before, perseverance, because it was not an easy time for any of us. And it's a good thing we were our own best cheerleaders, I think, during the process. And that's because they had to be. Nobody understood what this was all about. Like I said, these are a literal financial fiduciary banking pioneers. And so next I wanted to ask Kim, okay, you know, you meet people at a conference. Oh, I'm in lending. I'm in compliance. I do commercial lending. What was the reaction of other banking professionals when you said, I'm in cannabis and marijuana banking. In the beginning of this endeavor, we didn't tell anyone. We didn't have time for any negativity or questions that we wouldn't or couldn't answer. And while other credit union and banking professionals were attending 10,000 conferences a year talking about all the disruption that they were going to do, Kim and Sunday were actually doing it. We did stop going to any credit union function in 2015 and going into 2016. As we just kept our nose to the grindstone, as we didn't have time for anything but banking, investigating, and research, as there was no procedure or policy on cannabis banking. In the first year, Amanda, Sunday, and myself really didn't talk about it as we had a signed, executed mutual NDA. As people started to find out that we were banking the industry, we would receive calls and they would ask us, what about this cannabis banking we're hearing about? Or, could we be your partner so you can help us with our program? And the good news was Safe Harbor had a tremendous resource for people with those kinds of questions because Sunday had authored the definitive book, literally written the book on cannabis banking. If they did call and ask on what to do or how to do this thing called cannabis banking, we would refer them to the book that Sunday wrote, Navigating Safe Harbor in Uncertain Times, as you can find this book on Amazon. This book will answer a lot of questions and help you know if this is really what you have a stomach for. I would suggest you read it, and it is a really good read. I can attest to that personally because I have read that book, and we'll be doing a future episode about the process of writing that book and maybe even doing some updates to reflect how far Safe Harbor Financial has come. Well, at the end of June 2021, Sunday Seafree will be stepping away as the CEO and President of Partner Colorado Credit Union to focus full-time on Safe Harbor Financial. But back in the day, she was still working at the credit union, and I asked her, did the confidence and teamwork that you found in developing Safe Harbor Financial spill over into other areas of the credit union? That's a great question. When you're talking about moving an entire organization into a risky business, I have to say it boils down to culture. And we had worked at Partner Colorado Credit Union on our culture for eight to ten years to get a level of trust between management and staff and enable us to all move in one direction. 
with an understanding that we were all going to do it together, even though we had different roles. Not to say that that culture really paid off in, team, in terms of teamwork and how we got this job done. Year one was an exception, and I maybe in hindsight isolated this project a little too much from staff, and I got a little pushback on that, but the fact of the matter is I felt that isolating the project would reduce the, the prosecution risk to only those who were making the decisions. So I tried to hold all the decision-making close to the vest and do it myself so that if we were to get ourselves in trouble or you know, crash and burn, that I would be the one bearing the reputation risk or even the prosecution. But year two, the program just started growing too big and too fast, and it was really time to draw in additional help from the rest of the team. And so Kim and I actually sat down and I said, how do we draw the rest of the team in? And we knew the first thing that would start with, with would be education. So we decided to start educating them and drawing them in with their own curiosity. And they were a little hesitant, but they did see that we were having success and going in the right direction. And they were part of the bigger team, so they jumped in. And that was everybody from accounting to payment processing to branch management. Every function was being permeated by cannabis, and that required additional policies and procedures. And that could not be done by a team of three at that point in time. So the assistance was really crucial in order to take this to the next level. I can say that it was the culture between Partner Colorado and the Safe Harbor program and the teamwork that we had cultivated so long that allowed us to take the program to the level it's now at where we're processing $3 billion a year and probably will be close to $4 billion a year and doing it in a safe and sound manner. The one example I will give is that during the process, this senior team and Safe Harbor team faced 15 exams inside of five and a half years together. And that was crucial to our success in maneuvering through those exams and staying in the game and making sure we were satisfying our BSA obligations. And it took every one of us and every function to get through those exams and under pressure, I might add. If you spent any time at all in banking, you know how stressful one examination is. You know, I've, I've been to banking brands. You know, a tornado will hit the building. You know, hey, well, should we do something? No, no, no. It's exam week. We can't do anything except focus on the exam. And so you hear Sunday talking about that, that collective trust, that ability to go and do something that other people haven't done. And yes, it absolutely did impact both of those brands. Well, you also heard me talk about how Sunday is leaving Partner Colorado Credit Union at the end of June to focus solely on Safe Harbor Financial. And so I asked her about that new development. As most people know, on June 30th, I will be retiring from Partner Colorado Credit Union as the CEO, and the board has selected a new CEO already. But I will be moving to Safe Harbor Financial, which is a subsidiary of Partner Colorado Credit Union. And the subsidiary will handle all things cannabis. It will have 35 employees, so same employees, same service, just singular focus, which is providing financial services to the cannabis industry. 
we're looking forward to it and everybody's committed. So as of July 1st, we will be, we will be one total unit focused on the same thing under my leadership and my singular focus, cannabis. Kim, on the other hand, will be staying with partner Colorado Credit Union, and I would say I'm going to miss her, but she's actually going to be working quite closely with me. She's going to be the liaison between partner Colorado Credit Union and the subsidiary Safe Harbor Financial, and she'll be monitoring all of our BSA and compliance activities to make sure that we don't do anything that's not acceptable to the credit union. So we're still going to be working together, just on different sides of the table. So I'm looking forward to this new chapter and continuing to work with Kim at a very close level. And that's good news for everybody. I want to thank Kim and Sunday for joining us on our second episode of Sunday on Monday, the best podcast about the serious business of cannabis banking brought to you in a casual format. And before we get out of here, I have to add one observation. Although I am always reluctant to compare civilian work to the work that I did in the military, I can tell you there is something that is absolutely applicable that we heard in this podcast, and that is this. When people, be they civilians or people like me, Army and war and combat veterans, when people trust their leaders, they are capable of doing seemingly impossible things. And that's the story that you're going to hear about when you tune in each and every month to Sunday on Monday, brought to you by Safe Harbor Financial, pioneering the way in cannabis banking. Join us every month to hear how Sunday and her team are staying alive. And we'll talk to you soon. Well, you can-